0: Okay, you know, we'll get started. I wanted to start with the uh, basic stuff that we're talking about. Basically, we're here for all addictions, alcohol, whatever it is. Anything addicted to people or drugs and but a lot of times we're talking about the food here. So I thought I'd start out and quickly go into the introduction. I have two editions of what's called the Overeaters Anonymous, 12 steps and 12 traditions. It's it's like the equivalent to our 12 and 12, the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Alcoholics Anonymous, but it it talks a lot about the addiction to food. But what's interesting about it is this. First of all, a lot of times a title to a book will tell you what the book's about, right? Also, the first introduction will pretty much give you all the information what you need to know, and I found that when I read this, although it's great, you know, reading through the, the steps and having that spiritual awakening. But here it says in the beginning, in the older edition I have here, This one I've had for years, okay? It's, again, it's the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And they talk about in the beginning, and this is what the whole program's about. We of Overeaters Anonymous have found in this fellowship a way to recover from the disease of compulsive overeating. If the years of guilt and over-repeated failures, isn't that amazing? We could all relate to that. We talk about how diets don't work to control our eating and our weight, we now have a solution that works. Our solution is a program of recovery, a program of the 12 steps. By following these steps, thousands of compulsive overeaters have stopped eating compulsively. So how many times do people say on the meeting, you know, what's your diet plan? Well, I know I talk about it being a whole food, plant-based diet, but I also say, I pick up the 12 steps and 12 steps and just say, this is my diet plan. And it says it right here in the introduction. But interestingly enough, as these programs evolve, and the same with AA and other programs, narcotics and not, I mean, you have a million programs for 12 uh, step programs, recovery programs, but how they have evolved was during the more modern age, so to speak, and the people going to rehab to start in the 70s and going into the 80s, whatever, and all those these decades, it became more of a group therapy. So not so much did they apply what it tells us here in the very beginning about applying the, and of course the big book, which is the basic text for all of these 12-step programs about its in the steps. And we talk about how we relate the steps to our addiction to food. And once we do that addiction to food and relate it to the steps, it's amazing how and it, the rest of our life changes because everything in our life is about compulsion. We have compulsion to be in resentment, the compulsion to be in anger, fear, all these what we call defects of character. But what I found really interesting about this was, it says here to stop, thousands of compulsive overeaters and stop eating compulsively. But in the newer edition, it, this is what I wanted to bring out, and it talks about of the overeaters anonymous with twelve steps and twelve traditions. It talks here about we. It says here. Um, we it says, but not these terms include. But here's what's important: not, but not limited to overeating, undereating, food addiction, anorexia, and bulimia, bulimia, binge eating, and overexercising, purging, and other compulsive food behaviors. Let me repeat that again: uh, undereating and overeating. Before it was re- related to welfare people compulsive overeat, which I think is one of the big problems that people have. But it also talks about compulsions and other compulsions in the new edition of, and this includes everybody, it's all that compulsion. Some people have all of these or just one or two of them, right? It's, again, overeating, food addiction, anorexia, bulimia, binge eating, overexercising, purging, and other compulsive food behaviors. It says, our program is based on the 12 steps, a 12-step program, which we don't want to forget, which is the solution. But a lot of times i go to meetings and be in the problem. To me, talking about if we came here to the meeting, which I don't do much, and talking all about, and we do get into some of that if people are interested, but it's being in solution, not the problem. Okay, the, the problem is me trying to figure it out, trying to control it through these diets and programs that 95% of it fail. And it goes on to say, Our way of life, this is on the newer edition on the very bottom, based on the 12 steps and 12 traditions, has brought us physical, emotional, and spiritual healing and we don't hesitate to call miraculous. So anyway, if you saw in the lobby, the name of the meeting or the the premise of it is Knowing the Truth from the False. So I started to realize what these steps do. they causing that revolutionary change in thinking. And if we go to page 28, Roman numeral 28, in a doctor's opinion in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is also the reading for a uh, book for over-eaters anonymous or any other 12-step program, It says, on the very bottom, we could relate this to our addiction to food, you know, our obsession of uh, binge eating and anorexia, bulimia, whatever compulsions we have. Men and women drink essentially, this is on the last paragraph, because they like the effect produced by alcohol. The sensation is so elusive that while they admit it's injurious, they cannot, after after time, differentiate the true from the false. Differentiating differentiating the truth from the false, and it goes on to say, to them, their alcohol life seems the only normal one. So here it is, the topic, knowing the truth from the false. Our illusionary, self-centered thinking mind, crazy thinking, uh, says, step two said, we had to be restored to sanity, doesn't know the truth from the false, because we're making the alcohol, we're making our compulsions in life the truth. We're making also compulsions towards negative thinking and And all these things that bring us into the addiction. And also when we're in addiction, we have the remorse, shame, and guilt. And we have about the past or the future. And we find we can't be in eternal presence, which is the truth. The only truth we have is right here, right now. So you can forget about the past. If you're worried about the past, there's no truth there. And if you're worried about the the future, there's no future there. So the reason I brought this topic up and what brought to mind was knowing the truth from the false was this. Being in these 12-step programs, a lot of us, and myself definitely included, have this crazy mind and crazy thinking where we uh, think about the self too much and we don't, you know, appreciate and see things around us. We're into the self and then it brings us into our our pride and then the it brings us when things don't go our way, we get depressed, upset, or anxious, and a lot of us in this addiction. So what happened was, it just was yesterday, I, I was speaking to my son, you know, and he says, you know, he, he appreciates and he says, Dad, I like what you're doing and everything and, you know, help, trying to help people and do all this and do that. And I says, well, how do you feel about, you know, and I said, things I say or what I do. So his his statement was this, and it's pretty amazing. And it's really transformative for me when I heard it and for people here listening. He said, I don't know, he goes, I, you know, a lot of that, you know, you talk sometimes about, you know, the, being thinking about the past the depression sometimes, the, or these addictions and compulsions towards you know, the uh, future or thinking of the self. So I asked him, I said, Well do you ever think of how do you ever think about the past? And he says, Well, I really says he don't think about it. I says, Well how about something you felt you did wrong in the past, or you you coulda, woulda, should should have done it differently. Ever hear that expression expression, coulda, woulda, shoulda? And he says he just doesn't. He he doesn't and he had to think. Or he said, About the anxiety of the future he says, No, he doesn't think in those terms. So it made me lead, lead to the you know, the truth from the false And his, oh, by the way, he has a very positive way with his food. He eats just the right amount of food. He doesn't really think about that either. He eats all, because I talk about my type of diet, but he has that, what it says in 10-step promise, normalcy towards food, you know, not even have to swear it off. And what it made me realize, it's all in the mind and the thinking. So... What I realized, the truth is, is what he was saying and what people, when we normally feel good about ourselves, God created us to be happy and joyful. But the false is the things we're telling ourselves, all the negativity, you know, being in the pride or selfishness or self-centeredness or being into the self and thinking. It's so important, you know, and the world has to act a certain way for me to be happy and joyous. So we have, could have this truthful understanding and when we start to see it in towards our addictions, towards people and towards situations, which is one of what we always call letting go and not being into the thing. So it says in the reading in the big book too, knowing the truth from the false. But also it says the way to get to the truth. Now some people got to say, like I said with my son, it was a normal way, you know, I guess normalcy, right? And that that was a thinking, but I started to realize everything I'm thinking that's not like what he was saying. When I'm in the worry or upset or worrying about the past or the future, is false. Knowing the truth from the false, that is the great miraculous, and that's the spiritual waking I had when I started to realize being resentful or angry or or, or being uh, depressed or anxious is really false. Now I'm not going to fight it, and if I feel that way, I'll, I'll feel that way. But knowing that is like takes it mostly away because. You know, if somebody says something's false and you really believe it, it's in your mind. But we have the conception, for example, with the food. And we took, we, of course, look, and I always say this, it's always our fault.